This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 509, and what you're about to hear is probably the most unplanned podcast episode in about 10 and a half years. It's all come together in literally the last uh, 24 or 48 hours or so. And and I don't mean to suggest that it's not worth listening to because very little planning has gone into it. In case you don't know, a friend of the show, uh, Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love, uh, got a cancer diagnosis just a little over a month ago. I believe it was December the 7th. Uh, and I don't think he would mind me sharing some of the details of this. He's already shared it publicly himself. Um, there were some gall bladder issues that turned into a little bit more than gallbladder issues. And the diagnosis is uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, it's moved to his bones and his liver. And all that they can do now is manage the pain. And the doctors, uh, and I'm quoting here from, from Dan directly, uh, say, you have six months max. And so that has uh, come as a shock, certainly to Dan and, and to many people who, who love uh, and care about him uh, deeply. I am one of those uh, people. And and it's been it's been it's been tough. I have to admit, it, it not tough as being told that you have cancer uh, for yours truly, obviously. Uh, but um, I've I've suffered with a lack of motivation. I'm not blaming Dan's situation on 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 that, uh, but I have been impacted by it in, in the sense that I've not been motivated, if I'm being honest, to uh, read any books or do any interviews. In fact, what I published at the end of the year was was in the can, and though I've got a few interviews uh, scheduled. Uh, there's nothing in the can right now. Uh, that's not why you're getting this episode today. Let me be clear. Um, I did want to take this time to honor Dan and his impact on me and imp- impact on, on, on so many. But I can tell you this. I don't know what we're going to do next week. I have no idea. <laughs> that's still to be uh, determined. Uh, it's, it's just, I, I can't quite put my finger on, on just how deeply this has hit me to the point that I've, I've just, been moving very slowly, let's put it that way, as this as this year has uh, begun. Um, and it probably doesn't help that my wife's birthday and my birthday are early in the year, and, and, and we like to spend January not doing much of anything anyway. So, so who knows? Maybe that plays a role here uh, as well. You know, I said in an email I wrote to my list yesterday that, that my response to this, contrasted with Dan's own response, holds another valuable lesson for me and for you. Now, while I'm over here sort of wallowing and, and, and others I'm sure are too who care about Dan, Dan's asking the same question that he encourages us to ask in the face of any challenge. And many have written about this on Facebook and LinkedIn and elsewhere over the last month who, who care about Dan. And that's the question, what does this make possible? Even in this moment, in this season of life, Dan is taking his own advice and in the face of a challenge, the greatest challenge any of us might face, he's asking the question, what does this make possible? He recognizes uh, the blessing that is knowing your time is soon going to be up, and he's making the most of it. I mean, just a month ago, he was uh, seemingly a very healthy 76-year-old man. But the way he's handled this, you know, I kind of would expect nothing less from Dan. The way he's taking advantage of this moment to to make the most of it and continue to impact people's lives, it's just true Dan. So I wanted to take some time to share with you just how Dan has impacted me. And in that email I sent to my list yesterday, I invited others uh, to share how Dan has impacted them. And they've given me permission to share uh, some of their thoughts as well. And I'm combining here some thoughts I wrote uh, to Dan yesterday with some thoughts I shared with him in December when he first 
shared this news with me. And there's a website he and his family have put together where you can read about uh, what Dan's doing in these uh, final months, if you will, and a place where you can leave messages for Dan as well. I'll share a link to that resource uh, and another resource I'll share a bit more about in just a moment. But here's uh, sort of a paraphrase uh, of what I shared with Dan and how he's impacted me personally. And again, I'll I'll share from others here in a moment. Uh, the times you've encouraged me with your words and deeds over the years is nearly impossible to quantify. And I remember one of my first opportunities to learn from you came when you taught your Wisdom Meets Passion class at Williamson Christian College. I was fortunate enough to attend this short five-week course. Dan taught for four hours, uh, one night a week for five weeks, and taught two chapters each week from his 10-chapter book. And having the author himself unpack the book for us, sort of a few chapters at a time, was a real honor. And, and as I was writing this to Dan, I thought, gee, I wonder if that planted a seed for a podcast I would soon release. And I had never thought about that until I was writing the these words that just that feeling of 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 going through the process of an author unpacking their own book for you i think probably maybe subconsciously played a role in in how this podcast that you're listening to right now evolved and came to be i went on to write that i remember how excited we all were when you announced our last class session would be held in your home complete with a meal prepared by you and joanne what a special treat that was. And then just a few months later, I would start a podcast of my own and have the privilege of welcoming you on as my first ever guest. The generosity you have shown me is unlike anything else I've experienced. And I can't count the number of times someone has said to me, Dan mentioned you on his podcast last week. Did you hear that? Or Dan talked about you in our meeting today. And one of the things that has always impressed me is that you never considered yourself done with learning. On the very first episode where I interviewed Dan, he said, if it ever becomes clear that I've stopped learning, I'm of no use to anybody. And he, he's living that out even, even now. And you taught me to never assume someone younger than me has little to teach me, Dan. This insight opened my eyes to a way of thinking that wasn't serving me well. Thank you. One of my favorite memories is when you asked to interview me about my book, a book you generously endorsed. You seemed so genuinely proud to talk about it, and I was giddy beyond words. You've always been a beacon of wisdom and strength in my life, much like a, a father figure, actually. Your ability to face life's toughest challenges with such grace and thoughtfulness is something I deeply admire and strive to emulate. The question you pose, as I said earlier, what does this make possible, is a testament to your unyielding spirit and positive outlook, even in the face of adversity. Your legacy, Dan, is not about monuments or tangible accolades. It's about the immeasurable impact you've had on people like me. You've shaped my thinking, influenced my decisions, and enriched my life in countless ways. Your principles and values are a guiding light, and I'm honored to be considered a part of your legacy. We all are, in fact. Your journey with Joanne, your adventures, and your unwavering faith are stories of love, courage, and inspiration that I will carry with me and share with others. As you reflect and embrace this spiritual transformation, know that your life's work and the life you've shared continue to ripple outwards, touching many lives, including mine. Thank you, Dan, for everything. You're in my thoughts and prayers, and I am here for you always. I love you, Dan, and I will see you on the other side. Warmly and lovingly, Jeff. Well, that's a bit about what comes from my heart. Uh, but as I said, I gave uh, folks yesterday a chance to share 
how Dan has impacted them. And I just want to pass along a few of those responses that I received in the time that we have left together. Starting with Martin, who says that Dan's podcast, the 48 Days Radio Show, was probably the first podcast I ever listened to. Bottom line, my life turned out for the better because of Dan's advice. Thank you, Martin. Uh, Colleen uh, wrote me to say that Dan has literally changed my life. She's a part of his 48 Days Eagles community, and she said that uh, that community has allowed her to grow as both a person and an entrepreneur. He expressed both hesitancy in me wanting to be a coach because of my personality profile and encouragement when I succeeded and built my own coaching business. Every day in the Eagles community taught me personal and professional lessons that have made me successful, happy, intuitive, and positive. These are things I was not in 2020 when I joined Dan in the community. I see so many more possibilities each day now than I ever did, and those possibilities allow me to live a good life. Thank you, Dan. You have changed not just me, but many people in my sphere of influence. I will miss you greatly. Thanks, Colleen. Joanne wrote to say, I understand your sorrow, Jeff. You are one of many that was hit hard by the news. Indeed, I am one of the millions Dan has impacted. Those profound words, what does this make possible? Pushed me to be more and do more to live out the gifts God has given me. So many positive things have been the outcome of my association with Dan and the 48 Days group he so diligently started and nurtured. I am eternally grateful. Thanks, Joanne. Cassidy, who was a part of my mastermind for years and got a chance to meet Dan at our very first in-person gathering, wrote this. She says, when I was 17, my family set out to start a business making and selling math courses for high school students. We were homeschooling. I was a senior at the time, and my parents were both engineers. Many in our little section of the homeschool community had sought out my parents as educators in math. The parents all traded expertise. So the scientists taught me science and my parents taught their kids math. We ended up with regular math classes running out of our basement. At one point, we simply outgrew our basement classroom and had yet still more students who wanted to learn from my parents. At that point, my mom and dad decided to put the courses on DVD and sell them. We were going to start a business, but teaching kids in your basement is one thing. Starting a professional math company seemed like a daunting undertaking. Where would we start? I remember my dad bringing home the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and showing us the story of how Dan's first business was launched with a regular three-ring binder and sheets printed from a regular printer. Well, despite our fears of not being able to translate our expertise into some real business or being able to do this the, quote, right way, we felt like we could do this thing when the bar was regular printer paper in a three-ring binder. Dan's message made our dreams seem within reach. He gave us direction for those crucial first steps forward. And for one reluctant teenager who was drafted into the family business, he helped me learn that I can create a business from what I'm good at. Helping my parents with this company was my first real job. We started with day one and just followed the roadmap until we had a profitable company. And it worked just like Dan said it would. Years later, I would find myself reading Dan's other book, Wisdom Meets Passion and No More Mondays, assigned to me. By my podcasting coach, I signed up with because I was starting my own company running a history podcast. I think she's talking about me there. (laughs) At a mastermind meetup organized by my coach, yep, that was me, I was pleased to meet Dan Miller in person and have dinner with him and his family. I was a little starstruck at the time, and while we chatted politely about their family's recent vacation and other nondescript things I cannot remember now, 
I regret that I didn't tell him then what an impact on my family and my career his work has had. So I'm going to share that with him vicariously here. Dan, you really did change our lives with the work you accomplished and the books you wrote about doing that work. We've been inspired, encouraged, directed, and ultimately successful at our endeavors because of the roadmaps you gave us. Thank you so much for your perseverance, your passion, and your willingness to share your lessons with others. And then she goes on to share a bit of her story that that I did not know, or at least I didn't know that Dan inspired this part of her story. She says, at that mastermind meetup, Dan complimented my drawing. I am a hopeless doodler of illustrated notes. I had taken illustrated notes of his talk, and he noticed and said it was a real gift to be able to do that. I'd considered it just my way of processing information, something I did for myself. But he took the time to find me, to tell me the work was good, and ultimately caused me to consider that I might be able to help others with my illustrations. Dan, I hope you will be pleased to learn that I am now a historical illustrator specializing in the translations of historical information into educational artwork, mostly historical maps and diagrams. Not only do my podcast listeners benefit from these illustrations, but I also take professional commissions on history travel itineraries and diagrams to accompany history books, all because you took the time to give a small compliment. Your expression of faith in my work showed me that skills I would have dismissed about myself were more valuable than I realized. Kindness really does go a long way. Thank you so much. Again, that's Cassidy. I'm going to withhold the name on this next one. Uh, He gives me permission to share, uh, but it does get a little personal, so I'll I'll withhold the name here. But um, he says that uh, Dan did the Ford for my book. He's had a huge impact on my life. As you know, he's been a virtual mentor as well as someone that I've had the pleasure to learn from and interact with. I sent a note to him and his family saying how the way he is handling this makes my admiration grow. But at the same time, like you, Jeff, I simply don't want it to be true. But yet again, Dan is finding a way to impact my life. I've been suffering from depression for at least three months and having very dark, intrusive thoughts. At first, this news added to it. But then I thought about Dan and his response. And honestly, it's made me more determined than ever to just move forward and continue to impact others in honor of him. Next up is my friend Christopher, who invited me to speak to the Virginia Council of CEOs a couple of years ago and also to a Richmond, Virginia chapter of the National Speakers Association. And Chris uh, did not know of this diagnosis until he got my email yesterday. He says, Jeff, I had no idea. Dan was the catalyst that ultimately caused me to leave almost 30 years in corporate America to start my business. After following Dan's podcast, which introduced me to you, Jeff, I reached out to Dan asking for help in the late 2000s. He introduced me to Kent Julian, who I worked with. Kent set me up with a two-year plan to leave my corporate job. I additionally attended Kent's program more than 10 years ago, where I not only got to meet Dan and speak with him and get a photo with him, but also got to see him speak. Following Dan and his 48 Days framework has changed the course of my life. In addition to your book, Read to Lead, Dan's 48 Days is probably one of the most recommended books I've had the opportunity to give to others. Thank you so much, Christopher. I appreciate that. Larry, who is a part of the Read to Lead community, wrote to say, I've never met Dan Miller, but I feel I know him. I have read several of his books, listened to his podcast, and even have a watercolor painting from his lovely wife, Joanne. Dan has imparted so much wisdom, passion, and leadership over his career, I can only imagine the impact he has had on the thousands of people he mentored. His calm voice and the manner he delivers his message is so welcoming and inspiring. 
God has blessed us all with an eagle, and I will always be grateful for the lessons he taught me, even though it may have taken more than 48 days. <laughs> I'm reading some of these for the first time, like live in the moment, if, if, if you couldn't tell. Uh, thank you for that, Larry. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, Bill, my friend Bill Lurick wrote to say that Dan Miller and his son Kevin have impacted my walk of life this side of heaven that won't truly be measured until I someday also reach eternity. Their teaching and leading have enabled me to quantify what's truly important and weed out all the other weeds. <laughs> Even greater the ripple effect of me being able to share their wisdom with my peers. You are loved, guys. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate that. And I'll end with this one from Randy, who says, Jeff, I too am still shocked at the news about Dan. I used to teach a class to sophomores and first semester transfer juniors called Seminar One, an overview of our majors and career possibilities that they could expect. For years, I required the students to read 48 Days to the Work You Love. And for years, Dan would join the class remotely and answer questions. I'm sure I glean more from those sessions than my students, but many have thanked me for requiring the 48 Days book, how they thought at first it was just something their parents should read, but now they saw its value. Needless to say, that class was a highlight of the semester. I always sent him and Joanne an Edom cheese ball made here at Mississippi State University as a thank you. Dan said it was a family favorite for the holidays every year. His perspectives and insights direct and to the point, but always so encouraging. Thanks for the chance to share. And again, that's Randy, professor at Mississippi State University. Those just some thoughts of how I and others have been impacted by Dan and his life. And, and this podcast could go on forever, including uh, notes and writings from those who have uh, sent emails to me. We'll end it there. And I want to encourage you to check out Dan's last podcast episode from December the 29th. I'll link to it in the show notes, um, as well as a special website that he and his family have set up where you can write a note to Dan, read more about what's uh, going on with Dan uh, in these final uh, months. Uh, links to both of those at the show notes page for this episode. That again is at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 509. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 509. What's to follow, uh, and this may be the weirdest idea I've ever had, the dumbest idea I've ever had, the most brilliant idea I've ever had. I don't know. <laughs> I've decided to include at the end of this episode, intentionally, five minutes or so of silence. And I want you to just let that continue rather than skip to the next thing or fast forward to the next thing or whatever. Whatever you're doing, you're driving, you're out walking the dog, uh, cleaning around the house, whatever that is. Just allow that to continue if you don't mind and do with that whatever makes the most sense to you. If you're a praying person like me, pray. Pray for Dan and his family. If you meditate, maybe take some time to do that. And also think about that age-old question. We hear it asked hypothetically all the time. In, in Dan's case, it's now reality. And, and that's, you've just been told you have six months to live. What do you do? What's, what's really important to you? How would you spend that time? Look at how Dan's spending it. For inspiration, certainly. But answer that question for yourself. How, how do you want to go out? How do you want to be remembered? So many of us don't get that opportunity that Dan is getting. How many otherwise healthy people do we read about or know personally, maybe even family members, 
who one day were fine and the next day died of a heart attack or were in a car accident or something like that. You've got six months to live. What are you going to do? Think on that, meditate on that, pray about it, be thinking about Dan and his family and praying for them. And I'll see you next week.